Atlanta. Cam, he didn't throw any punches in the video. Now, the former NFL MVP's team won the championship at the event, but that's not the story. The story is 6'5", 250-pound Cam Newton trying to... This is Speak the Truth with Troy. I'm Troy Outlaw, your host. Before I get to the main topic, I guess I'll touch on this Cam Newton stuff since it's all over the news. I told y'all Cam Newton was a clown. He's not just a clown, he's an ass. He's a childish ass. He's immature. And what's going on with Cam Newton is Cam Newton is pissed with the world. That's all it is. He's pissed with the world. Cam Newton feels that he should be playing football, but his ass just not good enough. It's only so far that your abilities can take you. And it took him. It made him rich. It took him as far as it's going to take him. He's not fixing to play in the NFL again unless he's holding a clipboard. And he doesn't want to do that. So he's disgruntled. Not with a job. He's disgruntled with the world. And just like immature adults, immature adults are just like children. So when children can't get their way, they act out. And that's what's going on with Cam. He can't get his way. He's an immature adult, and he's acting out. What in the hell are you doing fighting, antagonizing people at your camp? Dak Prescott has a football camp in Starville, my hometown. Mississippi at Mississippi State University every year and have a ball. The kids enjoy him. He enjoys going. Starville looks forward to having him every year. He has a ball. And he can't wait to get to Starville. Cam Newton has a seven-on-seven camp. And he's trash-talking children, trash-talking adults, you know, and starting fights because those guys didn't start that fight by themselves. Cam was right there. And according to what I've read so far, it instigated over a course of two or three days, the trash-talking. And what gets me is these analysts defending him. You know, a couple of years ago, you were sitting here trash talking with a teenager. Teenager calling you ass. And you're a free agent. And all his only response was, I'm rich. 
I'm rich. Let me show you this clip. You ask, you're a free agent. You're a free agent, rich. You're a free agent. You're about to be poor. I'm rich. You're about to be poor. I'm rich. You're about to be poor. I'm rich. You're a free agent. I'm rich. You're a free agent. I'm rich. He's a free agent. Let me talk to your dad. Let me talk to your dad. Where's your dad? You're a free agent. Where's your dad? He's a free agent. You're a free agent. You ask. Let me talk to your dad. Where's your pop? This guy needs to stick to his podcast and leave this interaction with the citizens alone because he's obviously not mature enough for it. And his only comeback was, I'm rich, I'm rich. That's bullshit. Sure, you're rich, but you're not happy because it's obvious that you are disgruntled. You are upset because you can't play football anymore. Your size and your ability took you as far as they're going to take you. Make your money off of your podcast. What was really crazy to me is you know money doesn't make people happy. Money doesn't make people happy. A.J. Brown could have went to the major leagues and be making just as much money as he's making now in football. He was just that damn talented. But he loved the rush, the excitement of football. And he wanted to play football. Deion Sanders could have just played baseball and, you know, would probably have, you know, all of his toes right now, you know, if he had just played baseball. Would still be just as rich, but he loved the excitement of football. Bo Jackson. Bo Jackson if he just played baseball, would have played 15 years in the league at least and been just as rich, but he loved running over people. And that costed him his football and baseball career. And all of these analysts are defending Cam. It's, it's, it's ridiculous the way they're defending him. I got another clip here to show you. I, here's what I think. I blame social media. I blame That's social media. Yeah, absolutely. Social media. social media has made players and it made individuals too accessible. Social media has allowed everyone to think that they are on the same level as others who you used to have to earn the right to be on somebody's level. Mm. To enter into a room with Cam Newton, you used to have to qualify for that. To enter into a room with some of the biggest and greatest geniuses, the most wealthy individuals in our world, the biggest entertainers, the biggest stars, you used to have to qualify for that. But now because platforms exist where two individuals who aren't at all on the same playing field can have a conversation, then when you meet that individual in person, you you think you're equal. 
you're not. And so these individuals go back and forth with Cam on social, then they see Cam in person and they think they're the same. You're not, you're a mere mortal. Cam Newton was Superman, quite literally on the football field. So the dilemma I have is that social media has made everyone so accessible and made too many people relatable. That's why I try not to go back and forth with people. Like, you have to earn the right to talk to people. You can't just walk up to nobody and start having conversations. Like, you realize, we're talking about Cam Newton. Yeah. NFL MVP, Heisman winner, one of the greatest football players in the history of the game of football, regardless at what level. Junior college won a natty. Uh, D1 won a natty. NFL went to a Super Bowl, won an NFL MVP. One of the greatest players in the history of the game. Yeah. And you just think you can talk to Cam because there are different applications and devices that allow you to. No, they don't think they can talk. What kind of narcissistic, egotistical, grandeurist bullshit was that? You have to earn your right to talk to somebody. The last I checked, we were all human. We were all people. We were, all, we were the same. But because you got money and fame, that means that you're better than, than us? Wow. That, that, was, that, was, that was probably the worst take by an analyst that I've ever seen. I'm glad that we have social media now. I've never asked for an autograph, this football over my shoulder. I could have sat around at the Super Bowl experience, uh, got Marshall Falk or any of the other guys that were there. They were available to sign a football. The, you, I could have stood in line and let whoever that Raiders uh, quarterback is signing the football. Nobody's signing my football. The only people that could would sign my football would, would be the 75, the, not 75, but the 70 Steelers or Mike Tomlin. That's the only names that are going on that football. I never liked that dude anyway. Manuel Ocho or uh, some, uh, I, I can't even pronounce his name. But he was, there was a show uh, on FS1 called Speak for Yourself with Mark uh, Marcus Wiley and uh, Whitlock, Jason Whitlock. Whitlock left the show and that guy came on. Emmanuel Ocho. And I stopped watching the show, never did. Never did watch it again. Never liked it. That that was that was that was horrible. To say that before social media, people had to earn the right to talk to you. And Joy Taylor on, on there saying that because he played football, because he was in the Super Bowl and an MVP, that he has the right to do whatever the hell he want to do and say to you. Because you can bet your ass Cam Newton was instigating that fight. He's too immature. He was... He was ragging on those guys. He was talking shit. 
and they didn't back down because he's 6'5", 255. They didn't give a shit. They were talking their shit, he was talking his shit, and it escalated. And that's what happened. And they didn't care anything about his fame or his money. And he needs to stop doing those those camps. Because he's losing the respect of the citizens. You need to stop. Anyway, that's enough about Cam and his trifling ass. Uh, that's not what this episode was about. It's about my Steelers and their search for a quarterback. They uh, they released, cut, whatever you want to call it, Mitch Trubisky. So they're looking for a third quarterback. And I feel like they're going to get him out of the draft. If, if they wasn't going to get him out of the draft, they would have been the got him by now. They would have got a, I'm sure they don't want to, you know, get another washed up Mitch Trubisky and play that game again. I think they want to go young. They want to get somebody out of the draft. Now, uh, I got some ideas on who I feel like they should get. There are scouts, NFL scouts, who do this shit for a living. They do it for a living, and they ass can't get it right ever. <laughs> they get it wrong every year. They, they do scouting reports. They do detailed scouting reports, and they get it wrong. Analysts get it wrong. All these analysts who knows everything about football and quarterbacks and all this crap get it wrong. So I'm just giving my what I think we should do um, for the NFL draft. I'm not going to even mention Caleb Williams, Drake May, or Jaden Daniels. These guys will be gone before I pick. We picked number 20th. We picked number 20 in the first round. Uh, in the second round, I think it's 51. But those guys definitely won't be there. So my first pick would be Bo Nix. Bo Nix is 6'2", 218. What I like about Bo Nix is first of all, he's 24. So he's older than a lot of them that's coming out today. Um, spent his, a good bit of his first career, his, his career, his college career at Auburn. Things didn't work out at Auburn. He went to, uh, went to the, went to the Ducks and had a stellar career with the Ducks, I think he would make us an excellent quarterback. He's got grit. At five, uh, 4,588 uh, yards with four with 45 touchdowns and three interceptions, 91 QBR, throws a good ball, and 
doesn't mind running. I love runners. I, you know, I, you got to be smart. I like smart runners. But I like quarterbacks to tuck that ball and run. Now, I don't mind quarterbacks that just throw it away, step up in the pocket, move a little bit. If it's not there, throw it away. But I like runners better. That's just the way the game has evolved. Uh, with you, you know, with these three hundred pound linemen running four nine and five flat forty, you got to get out of the way. So I like for my quarterback to be able to move around and get out of the way. Bo Nix does this. Uh, he had twenty six. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, had 38 touchdowns on the ground. So, <clears throat> and like I said, he's got grit. <clears throat> Excuse me. My number two quarterback with Michigan, J.J. <clears throat> McCarthy. Now, these are, these first two guys are wishlicious, wish list. I don't think they'll be there at number 20, possibly, but uh, I think I think some of these teams are starting to, to take on the Bill Belichick method of drafting quarterbacks as stock and trading them, you know, as maybe the year, the next year or a year after that, kind of like a Jimmy G. J.J. McCarthy, of course, this guy won the national championship. He throws a good ball. Another runner. He's another runner. Uh, I love that. 49 touchdowns. Uh, 10 rushing touchdowns. He's kind of uh, he's kind of a Brock Purdy to me. Uh, not mystery relevant, but uh, able to get out, uh, move around. Uh, fill the pocket, make plays, uh, and throws a good ball. Uh, and football IQ. I think he's got. I think he's got a, a very good uh, football IQ. Uh, I think he reads pre-snap great. Uh, I think he remains poised. When the play breaks down, knows what to do. So I, I'm very high on J.J. McCarthy. Again, just a wish list. Uh, my number three is Joe Milton out of Tennessee. Joe Milton is 6'5", 235 pounds. I like his size. Now, I know I just got through talking about Cam Newton and his size. <laughs> Excuse me. And he's crap, but um, Milton, 500, 5,353 yards, 37 touchdowns uh, against 11 interceptions. Um, this guy is good. This guy, he, his only knock against him, he hadn't, uh, he hadn't had many starts under his belt. Um, he, he 
He started out at Michigan. It didn't work out at Michigan, and he transferred to Tennessee. So that that in itself, it it kind of makes him, um, I guess you would call a. A, a more greener rookie. He he just he's got like seventeen games. Uh, he he he's so he would be more of a project, you know. Uh, something to see if he works out, which I guess that would be most of them. But this guy for sure. But I like him. Uh, he throws a beautiful ball, um, and he moves. He's a runner. I like him. Now, I know I'm going to shock y'all with this number four, but Michael Penix is my number four. And I know you say, well, Troy, how the hell uh, a second-round runner-up to the Heisman Trophy winner could be uh, to the Heisman Trophy could be your number four pick. Um, Injuries. This guy... I believe in players being injury prone and this guy is the this guy is is, is injury prone. Uh listen to this. 2018 torn ACL. 2019 the very next year dislocated the SC joint in his non-throwing shoulder out for the year. 2020. 2020 retore his ACL out. 2021 suffered an AC joint injury in his shoulder. final game of the season that I, I just don't see this young man being able to make it in in the NFL and when he when he won that last game before the the that playoff game before the uh before the they played in the championship and he was talking about uh not quitting because of injuries is what made me look into him. Um, this guy's, I, I just don't believe he'll hes—he'll make it in the NFL. And, and I do believe he's injury prone. Good player, runner up in the, for the Heisman Trophy, uh, throws a good ball, likes, doesn't mind running. Uh, but 96 touchdowns, 34 touchdowns on the ground, 4,903 uh, 4, passing yards, highest uh, in the country last year. <clears throat> but just don't see it happening. My last one, Spencer Rattler. Spencer Rattler out of South Carolina, 
He's six foot, 219, throws a beautiful ball. <clears throat> beautiful ball. He reminds me of Drew Brees with that arm. Uh, good, just a good player, uh, runner. Uh, yeah, you'll see, you'll notice all, uh, all of my picks uh, have been uh, runners. Uh, so, I, you know, like I said, I, I like guys that doesn't mind tucking it and run. I, I don't care if you get four yards, three yards, but just don't go backwards. You, 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 you have these quarterbacks. You already in the shotgun, and then they take a seven-step drop back out of the shotgun, and when the play breaks down, they're running backwards another twenty yards. I can't stand that. When the ball is snapped. If the first read isn't there, step up in the damn pocket. Just step up in the pocket, go side to side, and throw the ball. Throw it to the open receiver or throw it out of bounds. Or, like I said, I like guys, first read isn't there, second read isn't there, tuck that ball and run. Get three or four yards if you can. Don't run 20 yards the other way. And this guy, these guys, uh, these are my picks. These guys seem to be, to me, stiller S players. I think they'll, I think they would do good under old Smitty Boy's offense. That's another thing. What what's what's it gonna be like with Arthur Smith uh, when when that time comes when when the offense uh, can't throw the ball, you know. So I, I, I we're definitely gonna start the season with Pickens. I just hope that. We do get a good quarterback out of the draft and that, you know, that that quarterback is given a chance. Even Mason Rudolph. But when Pickens threw six touchdowns last year, I was done with Pickens. I'm over Pickens. I'm done with Pickens. We can move on from that guy. You don't play in 12 games and have six touchdowns. I'm sorry. That's, it, 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 what the hell was that? Six touchdowns in 12 games. But anyway, that's it for me today. Uh, I just wanted to touch on my picks. Uh, I'm sure I'll uh, do some more scouting, maybe change. <laughs> Maybe change that those five to uh, 
to somebody else. Maybe there's a, a Brock Purdy out there that I hadn't seen. But uh, anyway, be sure to catch my podcast on Spotify, Apple, or anywhere you do your podcast listening. And remember, speak the truth, even if it makes your voice shake.